0: We're glad that you're here. Hi, Pat. Hi, Glenn. Uh, we've got a we've got a jam packed day today. Um, I I I uh, I want to go in and show you what this Ukraine thing is really all about. And it has nothing to do with Ukraine. It has nothing to do with Trump. It has nothing to do with Biden. It has something to do with something we have been searching for for over a decade now, and i'm not sure who's going to pay the ultimate price uh well yeah I yeah, am the American people are going to pay the ultimate price. I don't know who's going to pay the price politically um but i want i want to lay it out in a different way than where uh, the way everyone is laying this out they're They're making <clears> it about some timeline about what Trump did or what Biden did, and we've done that but i I want to lay them down side by side. And really speak the truth of what I think the American people are saying and seeing. Because the real trouble here is, is no one is speaking for the American people. We'll get to that coming up in just a second.
1: 15 seconds.
2: entertainment and enlightenment
0: well they are having a meeting today about impeachment for the president so why is this why is this happening is it really about the ukraine and what the president did
3: yeah he made a phone call and he talked to somebody in the ukraine i don't think we even know who nor what he said exactly but i know it was uh it was treason I know that.
0: I want to take us, Pat and I learned something really important during the Monica Lewinsky scandal. Mm. And what was that, Pat? Uh, the point wasn't
3: whether or not he did it. It was, if he did it, does it
0: matter? Does Correct. it matter? Uh, and that is the crux of this problem. And I'll explain in one minute.
2: This. Is the Glenbeck program.
0: There are a lot of cyber criminals out there um, that are looking for your information. There's a lot more than there used to be, and there are far fewer than there are going to be in the future. Every day, people go online to search people's data and, particularly, looking for their identity told you yesterday, they're even going after things like children's social security numbers because it gives them a fresh new way to open up new lines of credit that aren't going to be detected until it's long. they're long gone. So many ways that cyber criminals can take what is yours, and every day they get a little bit better at it. That's why you need LifeLock, because... Every day, they get a little better at their job, too. Now, nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock can see the threats that you might miss on your own. And if you act now for a limited time, you'll get 30% off your first year with promo code BACK. Call 800-LIFELOCK or visit LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BACK and save 30%. The offer expires October 6th, so don't wait. Join now at LifeLock.com. Hello, America, and welcome to the program. Uh, I, um, I want to talk to you about the lesson I learned uh, with Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky. The argument was at the very beginning, he did it. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. And then it changed once we found out that he did do it. Doesn't matter. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. This happens all the time. And it's why these news stories are are just drug out for, you know, weeks and weeks and weeks and months and months and months, because you get so tired of it and you get so used to the idea that, yeah, maybe he did it, that it doesn't matter anymore. Now, I think these things do matter. But you have to decide whether or not they matter. And on this particular issue with President Trump and Vice President Joe Biden, you have to decide, does it matter? Because they both did the same thing. Now, let me make this case. What did Joe Biden do? What the press is saying that he did. Now, they're not getting into any of his stuff with his son, which to me is the real problem. But what they're saying that Joe Biden did was he went over to the Ukraine. He and the president feared corruption. And so he withheld money. And he said, unless you do this. You're not getting any of our money because we think there's corruption here. And so you have to fire the special prosecutor. That's what he did. And the press says there's no problem with that. And the reason why the press says there's no problem is because we feared corruption. And should we be giving our money to a corrupt government? Now, here's what Donald Trump did, according to the press. Um, and that's not exactly fair to Donald Trump because they're not saying in really much of this. Uh, But let me give you a fair account of what Donald Trump... If I'm going to take Joe Biden at his word, because that's what Joe Biden said, i got to take Donald Trump at his word at this point. And this is what he said. He said, there's a new president. He doesn't know if he is pro-Putin or pro-Ukraine, you know, pro-West. They fear corruption, and so he holds money back and says... I want you to investigate this because we fear that there was American corruption going on, and this guy was fired because America was corrupt and in bed with your last president. We need to know if that's true. So what is the difference there? They're both fearing corruption. They both take it on the administration, both times, takes it on themselves. The difference is, is that one person is running for president and is the candidate against the uh, the administration. Okay? So now you have that. Hmm. So what you're accusing then... Donald Trump of doing is going to a foreign power and saying can you dig up dirt on my opponent and that's an impeachable offense that's the worst thing that's been done but isn't that exactly like what Hillary Clinton did with fusion gps just through a mediary they went to fusion gps and said, dig up dirt, and Fusion GPS went to a foreign spy who went to the Russians and dug up dirt on Donald Trump. So isn't that the same exact thing, except you're washing your hands? You're washing your hands because you're going through Fusion GPS. Well, I didn't know. Of course you did. Of course you knew. And they took that a step further. They then took that dossier, which was all unproven allegations and then back channeled it to the Justice Department and the Justice Department started an investigation which we now know had no basis. You see, this is the problem with this. The press and the left have already decided that these things don't matter. the right has been saying it does matter. In fact, we've been saying this since before 2008. But 2008 is a great place to stop. What was the campaign slogan for Barack Obama? It was hope and change. Well, hope for what? Hope for a more peaceful, united union that had a government that was transparent and was doing the right things in the name of the people. That's what the hope and change was that we all voted for. It was bigger than Barack Obama, just like race was bigger than Barack Obama. It wasn't that we elected Barack Obama because he was black. But there was something bigger than Barack Obama, and that was racism in America. We are not the people we used to be. So it was this ideal that was held up. Here's a black man that can bring us hope and change. That's great. But that's not what we got. We got more division. More lies. And the press... That wouldn't look into anything. A press that said, oh, it's the most ethical presidency of all time. They were using the IRS to take down his opponents. What is the difference between that and what Joe Biden did or what Donald Trump did? What's the difference? If one is abuse of power, they all are abuse of power. This is why Donald Trump was elected. Donald Trump was elected because the people know he's full of crap a lot of times. They know that he is a big businessman. He's a wheeler and dealer. Why would you want that guy as president? Because he has the balls to stand up and say, shut up. And that's where America is. And America is, at that point, on both sides of the aisle. You see, what's happened here are there the game players on both sides. And the media, in both conservative media and liberal media, they each have their game players. Some are trying to do the right thing. They're few and far between. Most of the media has just chosen a side. I am for the D's or I am for the R's. But Americans are saying, I'm not for either of you guys. I have hope that real change will come. I want our government to do the right thing. I don't care. If this is wrong, then all of them should go to jail. If what Donald Trump did is wrong... Then Joe Biden should go to jail and Barack Obama should go to jail. See, what's happened is we're a banana republic, and a banana republic chooses when to enforce the law. Yesterday, uh, Donald Trump said he had gutted the Johnson Amendment, and he had. He has. But here's how he didn't change the law. He can change the law. But what he can do is instruct the Justice Department not to enforce the law. Well, wait a minute. Isn't that the problem that we have with sanctuary cities? You can't decide not to enforce the law. That's the problem. If it's a bad law, remove the law. If it is a law, enforce it. Why are we having so many problems with guns? Because we're not enforcing the law. Why are we arguing about who should be president and who's going to be a stronger president to get the other side to shut up? We're having that argument because we're not enforcing the law. I'm going to go deeper into this in hour number three, and I want to show you what's coming because of it and what you can do to change it. The problem is there is no one articulating what's really going on. I'll try to articulate it for you so you can articulate it to your friends because people are feeling alone. And that is a real problem, on multiple fronts. We'll go more into it here in just a second. And hour number three. Also, we are going to uh, talk about the economy uh, in about you know, eighty minutes or seventy minutes from now. You don't want to miss. You don't want to miss that. Don't want to miss a second of today's show. Also, Max Lucato is going on in just a few minutes. Uh, last summer it's finally over we are now in well not here in texas texas it's still fires a hell hot why why lord why uh anyway summer is finally winding down fall is on its merry way and so are all the things that you have to worry about with your car you're gonna have to turn the heater on yeah the heater is gonna have to be turned on pretty soon Uh, the cold weather is uh is coming Uh, a lot of things in your car probably have gone kaput if you don't have sorry i didn't mean to i didn't mean to just just take the german culture there and appropriate it by using the word kaput but how dare you i'm sorry i'm sorry anyway cooler months mean you have to take a look at your car does your car have uh, coverage does your car have coverage for just routine repairs things that should be covered car shield can help you if you have a car that is 5,000 or 150,000 miles uh, and it doesn't have any coverage on it, you need to get that coverage. And you can get it from Carshield. They'll make fixing your car a pleasure, believe it or not. 800 Car 6000. 800 Car 6000. Mention the promo code back or visit carshield.com and use the promo code back and save 10%. Carshield.com, promo code back. Carshield.com or 1 800 Car 6000, promo code back. We pause for 10 seconds, station ID. All right, you there. What do I have wrong here, Pat? Uh, everything. Yeah, I, I, didn't, <laughs> yeah everything. I didn't believe
3: a word of your saying. Really? Nah, not a word of it. Wow. Yeah. I you thought... really screwed up this time. Huh. I think it's over.
0: (laughs) My career is everything.
3: Yes. I think what we need to do is impeach you from this position (laughs) and put you to death. Right. Uh, Which is what is actually being proposed by Bill Weld. Bill Weld.
0: The guy we... Just unbelievable. Bill Weld, I am convinced, is the reason why we have to have the little sticker on the lawnmower that says, do not stick hand under lawnmower while (laughs) That's exactly
3: right. Don't mow your roof. Uh, Okay, Okay. Okay, I won't. You sure?
0: He's the guy I think we needed. He is actually now saying that Donald Trump should be executed for treason.
3: To me, that's almost enough to send the Secret Service over to knock on his door and at least make sure he's not completely crazy and sending out minions or something. Because that's just crazy talk. It's just crazy.
0: Why? Why is it w- crazy?
3: We, first of all, we don't even know what was said. We, if we had execution. a transcript, execution. <laughs> maybe could you at least wait and let's let's at least hear the phone call. And what what is, do you think of that?
0: And is that treason? If is he, that treason? if he
3: did? No, I don't think it's treason. No, at it's all. not treason. No, it's not treason. I think the worst you can get him for if if he did this is election tampering, right? Because he's trying to he's trying to mess with the election with a foreign. I think power. you could
0: make a case. I think you, you could
3: maybe you make that case. I don't think that's what happened. Even I, no, I, I, I didn't. Let's just say it did happen.
0: Let's okay. just say it did happen. Yes, you're President Trump. Mm-hmm. Do you trust the intelligence community? No, I don't. Do you trust the judiciary? No. Do you trust Congress? No, I certainly don't. Do you don't. C- trust the Justice Department? Nope. Okay, so who do
3: you go to? Uh-huh. Who do you go to? And that's been the thing with him. Right. He's, he's got very few people that he even trusts or can, or can count on.
0: And can I tell you something? He's right, he's right. to feel that way. Yeah, he
3: is. You, you, do you go to the media? That's been proven over and over and over again. Right. When people leave his administration, they there, turn on
0: him. There is no one that you can go to as president of the United States. Mm-hmm. And so he goes to the, the new president and says, look, I think there's corruption there. My press won't investigate it. The Justice Department is corrupt on investigating stuff like this. Yeah. Uh, I don't trust our intelligence That would all community. make sense if this is how it happened. Yes. Now, he says he
3: didn't ask for any dirt on Biden, though. He said I didn't ask for any dirt on him. I don't believe that. Don't you? Mm-mm. And they you know, could have put it in a way to where he could
0: there's some wiggle room. He's not subtle. No, I know that's, that's he's very not subtle. True. That is that is true. Right, and I could see him. This is how <laughs> this is how I could see it going down. Hey, Boris. My name's not Boris. Yeah, whatever, <laughs> Boris. It's uh, Voldemort or something, <laughs> Whatever, right? whatever. Yeah. You're all people are alike. So uh, here's the thing. Uh, we've been worried about corruption in your country for a very long time. Uh, Obama was concerned about corruption. I don't really know who you are. Now, my people say that you're good. Um, And you you lean towards the West. And that's good. We need a strong partner. Now, listen, I got all this money sitting over here. Mm -hmm. And I am concerned about corruption. And quite honestly, now, I don't think he did this because this is too... mm, I don't want to say smart. (laughs) No, too smart. (laughs) He could say... Quite honestly, the corruption that I'm worried about is the corruption that was coming from the United States, because Mm -hmm. we withheld $1.8 billion from you because of something with Burisma, and that $1.8 billion disappeared in the bank we put it in, and that bank was run by an oligarch.
3: Now, he doesn't talk like this, but he could have said something of this nature. No, but he... Maybe? Maybe.
0: Maybe. I doubt it. Maybe. But this is what he should have said. Uh, It was run by an oligarch. We put that money in there. That money just disappeared. That Mm -hmm. oligarch is also the guy who runs Burisma, who our vice president has his son, who has no experience in in oil and gas, Mm -hmm. was on the board of directors. That money went to that oligarch, and oh, by the way, at the same time, that oligarch, who has been banned from entry in the United States for years, it was, it was overturned or rescinded. At the same time, he took $1.8 billion from the United States. His status in the United States was rescinded, and he was allowed to come to the United States. We want to know why. And I want an investigation because I got this Hmm. money and I want to know what happened to the last $1.8 billion. That's absolutely easy to do and right to do. I think Donald Trump didn't think of it that way, but I think he knows of the story of Joe Biden and could have just said, and I want an investigation on Joe Biden and his business dealings there meaning the same thing right. right that could it could have happened and is that a big is that a, an impeachable offense if he did i don't think so this is happening because the press won't do the work yeah the press won't look into these business dealings with a real critical impartial eye that's why this is happening once people stop doing their job, mm-hmm. chaos ensues, and it gets worse and worse.
2: You're listening to Glenn Beck.
0: Do you know who invented the office chair? I just read this this morning. You know, who Steve Office. Steve Office. You're yeah. Yeah. No, Is it no, that's no. Oh. Uh-uh. You'll be surprised. The first guy to put <laughs> wheels on a fancy chair in uh-huh. in his in his room, and he was like, "I'm tired of." Sliding this thing back and forth. Charles Darwin. What? Yeah. Dar- really? Darwin was the guy who... No, fir- I, I had no idea. No idea. No idea. The office really chair came from Charles Darwin. He just put wheels on the bottom of a really nice, like, Louis the Fourteenth chair. And then it evolved. And then he... <laughs> it's exactly right. It's exactly <laughs> right. It has now evolved into the X chair. Who says evolution didn't happen? This is clear evidence of it right here. <laughs> That's right. The X-Chair has a patented dynamic variable lumbar support. The X-Chair is what you need for a comfortable workday. And thanks to their 30-day no-questions-asked guarantee of satisfaction, you don't have any risk. Most companies can't make that offer because most part companies don't make a product that no one ever returns. X-Chair, on sale now for 100 bucks off. Just go to xchair.com right now, xchairbeck.com. If you use the promo code BECK, you get new X-wheels as well. Max Lucado is, uh, is with us on the phone now. Max Lucado is a, is a New York Times bestselling author, but we're not going to hold that against him. Uh, he is a uh, pastor and a good friend of the program and somebody who makes uh, millions of people... Uh, He helps them, I should say, find their happiness, and he has a new book out called How Happiness Happens, Finding Lasting Joy in a World of Comparison, Disappointment, and Unmet Expectations. This is the problem with the world. When you look at the stats, people are not happy, and they're not finding happiness uh, because they're looking for it in all the wrong places. Max Lucato, welcome to the program. Boy, you're really
4: kind to have
0: me on. It's a no. uh,
4: it's a treat to talk to you.
0: I I thank you, Max. And yesterday you were supposed to be on. You even traveled all the way up here, and we had a uh, an issue, and so I owe you no big worries. time. Thank you. No worries. All right. Yeah. So so Max, um, tell me the problem first, as if we don't know it. But you you lay out some stats.
4: Yeah, on... it, it's it's fascinating, Glenn. I'd be curious. You're. If you're if you're surprised as I was when I read that only one in three Americans surveyed indicated that uh, they consider themselves to be happy, I, th- I think it, had you pressed me on that one, I I would have thought oh I don't know maybe three out of four are happy even fifty fifty percent, but uh, only one in three Americans have enough happiness to generate the. Wherewithal to check the yes on the happiness box.
0: But I think that goes to uh, our suicide rate yep. going through the roof. I mean,
4: depression, rate. Yeah.
0: Breaking. And you you see the you know, you see what's happening on social media. We are we are living in a world of comparisons and it's not healthy. It's just not good.
4: Yeah. And, and comparison uh, which is this age-old problem, right? We always compare ourselves with others. Um, you know, even the Ten Commandments has a lot to say about coveting what your neighbor has or, mm-hmm. or to whom your neighbor is married. and uh, Or it, what your all... God, even what your God is. Exactly, exactly. Comparison either creates feelings of superiority or inferiority, neither one of which are healthy. And uh, so it's it's a... And yet it just seems like in the, this last generation, it's really taking its toll on us.
0: I will tell you, Max, that I have uh, personal testimony uh, on this. I mean, I'm a guy who has gone through 20 years of, of you know, having it all as what the world says is great and uh, and being miserable in it and finding real happiness at my home and with my children and in the quiet times uh i mean it 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 doesn't even compare to anything uh that the world can give you
4: and that discovery has come as a result of um some influence of others or just personal discovery how how would you say that how Uh, did you realize that uh,
0: personal discovery uh and and finding you know more and more every day that what I think I should be doing or what I think is mm-hmm. important is empty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, just discovering that the more time I spent with my family, the more time I spent mm-hmm. with my children, the happier I was to the mm-hmm. point to where I'm addicted to it. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> what a healthy addiction yeah, that is. it is. It is. It is. <laughs> I've got an interesting philosophy. At least I think it's interesting. I've got a philosophy. I'll let others <laughs> determine if it's interesting or not. But, uh, but you know, I grew up in the television generation. Here I am with a Medicaid, Medicare application on my desk. So I'm... <laughs> I'm about to be 65, so I grew up in the TV generation. My kids grew up in the Internet generation, and now people are growing up in the social media generation. And so people, especially ch- uh, teenagers, are getting a triple whammy of, uh, of the advertising initiative that has uh, besieged our generation unlike any other in the history of the world, right? I mean, no one has ever had so many people with such sophisticated strategies tell them that they are unhappy, which is at the core of every good advertising campaign. You've uh-huh. got to convince me I'm unhappy in the hope that I will uh, buy this to make us product happy and, and make me happy. Uh-huh. And then that doesn't work. And uh-huh. so the whole cycle, uh, you know, it repeats itself. And I've wondered, you know, this, this just terrible epidemic of suicide, just terrible increasing uh rates of depression which is projected to be second only to heart disease as the leading illness uh within the next you know maybe the next 5 years uh, i've wondered how much of that can be attributed to this uh this 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 uh, fuselage of uh advertisements that that are existing to help me think i'm I, that happiness comes from what i can Mm-hmm. Acquire or mm-hmm. when I can retire, mm-hmm. and and how much happier we would be if we could make the discovery uh, that you have made, and that is that happiness happens not when you have something more, but when you appreciate what you already have, yes, and when you make other people happy, yes.
0: So what is the what is the key? How, how yeah. do you how do you set people on this discovery?
4: Well, thanks for asking. By the way, again, thanks for letting me on the program. Okay. You know, I, I think I think that one of the you know, there's so many uh, countercultural uh, passages in the Bible, but one that really speaks to this issue is is when Jesus said, "It is better to give than receive." And 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 really, that that Greek term there, "It is better to give," it is better, it's more blessed to give. is the word from which we get the word happiness. In other words, happiness will happen when you give happiness to others. So in in the book, I I unpack the the passages in the Bible that we call one another verses, like uh, encourage one another, teach one another, admonish one another, greet one another, forgive one another. There's 59 of them. Don't worry, there's not 59 (laughs) chapters in the book. That wouldn't make anyone happy. But I reduced them down to 10. And I just challenge people uh try this out you'll find that real happiness happens when you make other people happy and here's a here's just a little person interpersonal relationship one oh one book on how the Bible teaches us
0: to to uh to do good for other people so um, one of the problems that we have I think um is accented by your solution and that is there isn't a lot of togetherness right now mm-hmm. yeah. i mean there's there's we we are so separated into groups that it's getting down to individuals now to where we don't think we have anything in common or we are so desperate for a team that we will sell our soul for that team
4: hmm. Oh, Ma. Yeah, yeah. You're really hitting the nail on the head here, and and, and I don't quite know how we got to this point. Um, but it's it's like a it's like our civilization is a collection of islands, and uh, and and they're tiny islands in this archipelago that we call humanity, and we have to each get on our own little tiny tiny island, and it, and and the islands are defined by what we uh the, the the opinions that we have and rather than agree dis, to, to disagree agreeably um uh, we we disagree disagreeably yeah and we isolate we cluster and and, and it's getting smaller and smaller i find this even in like right now i'm on a book tour okay and i'm traveling around talking to people and we'll post that i'm going to be on such and such program or i'll tell somebody i'm going to be on such and such program i'm surprised how much pushback people give Say, yeah, but don't you know that show that guy or that lady they promote da da da? And I say I don't care. I mean, we're not going to talk about that, and whether or not they do is it, can't we find common ground? We're all human beings. <laughs> you know, we breathe the same air. Uh, we're made by the same God. We we may have different opinions, but we've got to find a way to to be I don't know more civil. Ryan? So,
0: Max, I, I'm so glad to hear you um, say that. This is something that uh, I've really been working uh, towards for a while and felt very, very alone five years ago. And I am finding more and more people that, as you say, those islands are getting smaller and smaller. People are jumping off those islands and they're swimming to a mainland. And that, <laughs> that mainland is unrecognized so far by the majority of society, um, but they are. They're jumping off of those islands and they're swimming towards a mainland where other people, who they don't agree with, are just standing there going, "I don't want to do that anymore." Yeah, and that's growing. And if uh, we can, do you think so? I do. I do. You don't?
4: No, oh, no. I agree. Yeah. I agree. It's very distasteful life on those tiny islands.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. And I, I contend. I kind of made a point here recently, just in the last few minutes about politics and i'm going to go into it um you know uh, later on in the program that what we're talking now with politics we're not even talking about the real people we are we are fighting over ideas and Mm -hmm. we don't we're without even stating them and i contend that there is enough people in the country that if someone would come and say look here's the idea we all Mm -hmm. leave each other alone and we just be cool with one another, and we yep. stop all this fighting, that person would win. I agree. And, and you know what I think? I think the byproduct
4: would be we could have some healthy discussions, maybe reach some solutions on these. Everybody wants the immigration issue
0: to be resolved, everybody, right? Yeah. These are human beings. Peacefully were, yeah. peacefully and, and equitably for everybody. Exactly. And, and there's got to be a solution.
4: Uh, everybody wants, I don't know, health care. Everybody wants that to be figured out. But since we can't seem to discuss it in a civil manner, the possibility of a uh, – maybe I'm just being naive, Glenn, but you know, I've been a pastor for 40 years. And, and in some ways, being a pastor is good training in, in human nature. Uh, sometimes we've succeeded, but – uh, I'm sorry, sometimes we have not succeeded, but most of the time I think we have. In our little church there in San Antonio, Texas, we found a way to disagree agreeably and, and mm-hmm. just keep chugging along together. Mm-hmm. We agreed that the big things are, you know, a good God and a and a loving Savior. We're going to agree on that, and we're going to agree to disagree on these smaller issues. And and it's just kind of, we've got to do stuff like that to To reach a a consensus and move forward.
0: The name of the book is "How Happiness Happens." Max Lucado. Max was scheduled to be on with a uh, a uh, podcast with me, where we could spend ninety minutes and really talk. Uh, I I'm sorry. I know you already we've we dissed you yesterday, but I would love to have you um, if you have time in your schedule to come back and make that. um, a part of, uh, a that would part be of your, great. your schedule. Be great. Yeah, um, yeah. because I so think it's
4: always a treat to talk to you though, in, in, in any, in any format.
0: Well, Max, uh, if you can't do that, I'd love to have you back on radio again, uh, and talk to you because I think that you are, you're on the right track. People are hungry for it. They don't know how to find it anymore. And I think 2020 is going to be a, uh, even a harder, year to find the truth and to find happiness yes sir thank you so much okay thank you all you the bet. best to you, you, you bet. Max luck. Lucado how happiness happens it's available in bookstores everywhere by the way coming up another author uh, who I can't wait to talk to him about this Trump thing Bill O'Reilly his book comes out today so Bill O'Reilly is going to be spending about 20 minutes with us is coming up in just a minute one of the things that often accompanies constant pain is loneliness i know because there are times where your your inflammation and pain is so bad uh that you feel completely alone and you even isolate yourself because you might be grumpy or uh, because you're embarrassed you're embarrassed my wife would many days have to button my shirts or tie my shoes and it's embarrassing If you're one of the people whose life has been dramatically changed by pain, please know, you're not alone. I relate to you. Many people relate to you. Now, whether it's extreme cases for those people who can barely walk or those who feel the accumulated pain of decades of manual labor, or even the more minor cases where it's just hard to play a round of golf, Get down on the ground floor and wrestle with the grandkids again with Relief Factor. It's 100% drug-free, invented by doctors. And here's the thing, 70% of the people who try it keep buying it because they get their life back. Join me and get your life back with Relief Factor. And their three-week quick start only $19.95. If you want a drug-free, natural way to ease your pain and get your life back, go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com.
2: This is the Glenn Beck program.
0: I can't speak highly enough about Max Lucado. He is just such a good guy, and uh, and really, um, and, re- and really has things pegged. I don't know about him. you know. I can't judge him personally, uh, but uh, the things that he has. Uh, come across, I think, are, are right and this, you know, how happiness happens. We are in a real um, trouble time and troubled period. And I have to tell you, um, you know, when I was up at Fox, uh, I worked all the time. I mean, we had a we had a <laughs> pat. What is that? Yeah. 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 We, well, we, I mean, it was sixteen, seventeen hours a
3: day, every day. Easy, easy. Yeah. We uh, we go to work in the dark. And we'd come home way, in the dark, way, way past, after
0: dark, way after dark. Yeah, uh, and it was hard work, fulfilling work, but and fun, but and hard. fun, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you wouldn't find anything lasting happiness in it. No. Uh, and I have spent, uh, I have spent the last five to eight years uh, at home with the family, and and in the last eight months really dedicated because we had some issues with uh, some of the kids and, and really dedicated myself to being there being really being there the joy that comes from children and the family I see what's happening with global warming in these kids who are promising never to have children oh, man. and I think to myself yeah somebody has stolen your future but it's not who you think it is
2: You're listening
0: to Glenn Beck. Thank you so much. Uh, All right. Uh, We have Bill O'Reilly coming up in in just a second. You don't want to miss Bill O'Reilly. God only knows what he's going to talk about. I bet it's his book.
3: (laughs) On the day it comes out, you think he might mention it? Yeah, he
0: might mention it. All right, listen. Here's the thing. American financing. Uh, Today, in about uh, 60 minutes or so, 90 minutes, I'm going to be talking about the economy. Uh, Sorry, in 30 minutes, I'm going to be talking about the economy. You really need to hear this. And you need to get your house in order. And if I may suggest American Financing, I have known these people for years. They are knowledgeable, salary-based professionals who care about you. Custom loans, fast closings. Uh, They can get your interest rate down. They can do a consolidation loan. It's AmericanFinancing.net. Do it now. AmericanFinancing.net. Hello, America. It's Tuesday. Tuesday. And Tuesday means book day, day that books come out. Too and bad nothing
3: interesting has come out this week. Well, there nah, is. There it. is
0: one. Really? Yeah, Max Lucado has his oh, book okay. out, How Happiness Happens. Oh, yeah, right. That's, we that's why we talked to him, right? There's also another well, one that's come out. I don't know if you've heard <laughs> about it or the author. His name is yeah. Bill O'Reilly. It's something about the president. I don't know. Uh, Bill O'Reilly joins us in 60 seconds.
2: This is the Glenn Beck Program.
0: You know, this is how out of touch uh, copywriters are with people like me. I'm going to read this. You know, living off the grid always sounds like fun until you actually have to do it for a while. One minute you're enjoying the pristine calm that comes with roughing it in a camping-type situation. No, that never sounds like fun to me. I have no interest in that. I don't want to ever own a tent. And if the grid goes down... I may think, is there a way I can have my system reset as well? Because nothing is going. I don't want to crap outside. I don't want to light fires and smell like smoke. I don't want to eat over a fire. I don't care if it's for a week or the rest of my life. I don't want it. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm supposed to tell you about uh, the, the emergency food gear that you can get. Uh, I'd be looking for a cyanide tablet. I don't know if they have those. But uh, the leading line of emergency food gear and water filtration products comes from my Patriot Supply. I have been prepared now for years. Are you prepared? Act today and save $100 on a four-week emergency food package when you go to the special website, preparewithglenn.com. Four-week food kits, delicious. On the average, they're 2,000 calories per day, and they last up to 25 years in storage. Order one today and receive guaranteed two-day delivery with free shipping. Give yourself peace of mind and save $100 at preparewithglenn.com. That's preparewithglenn.com. The new phone book is here. The new phone book is here. And so is Bill O'Reilly's book. Bill O'Reilly. The new book, The United States of Trump, How the President Really Sees America. He's been working on this for like 10 minutes last year and then promoting for the last year uh, to tell us that it's coming out. I have read it cover to cover, and I begrudgingly tell you. It's one of his best books, and it's really, really good. And you're going to look at the president in a different way. And if if anybody really wants to understand how the president thinks, this would be the one book that you should. Um, but I'm hoping that there's some sort of book apocalypse that happens, uh, and you can't make it to the bookstore. Bill O'Reilly, Welcome. <laughs>
5: You don't have to go. You can order on Amazon or BillOReilly.com. Now, listen. It's very nice of you. We usually chat on Friday, and it's very nice of you to give me the extra time on Tuesday. I know. I'll tell you why it's important. Yeah. So um, the networks won't book me Mm -hmm. um, to talk about this book for Mm -hmm. two reasons. Number one, it embarrasses them because it it chronicles how the coverage of Donald Trump has been so dishonest from the jump. And number two, they say to our publicists, well, yeah, he can come on, but we want to talk about Fox News and how bad it is and how they're in the tank for Trump. And uh, we want him to go on and rip up Fox News. And uh, I'm not going to do that. Um, You know, i got problems with Fox, as everybody does, but... I'm, I was there for more than 20 years I'm not going to go in and rip them off.
0: So, so hang on just a second so you you you're not going to be on even any of the light the late night shows because no you're one of their guys. favorite Are you kidding me they're, you're this one is, of their this, favorite punching bags
5: this is this is an organized deal that basically the national media says uh oh if this book if O'Reilly's book gets to be uh, a big success and millions read it they're gonna know that we're not covering the country honestly and let me give you an example of, of of how what a crisis we're in as far as information flow is concerned so the ap writes a story about this uh ukraine controversy right the associated press and the associated press goes to every small newspaper in the united states that's what you read when you pick up um the fort lauderdale sun sentinel or whatever So I'm going to read you one paragraph. This is from the Associated Press. Hard news coverage. Trump has sought without evidence to implicate Biden and his son Hunter in the kind of corruption that has long plagued Ukraine. Hunter Biden served on the board of a Ukrainian gas company at the same time his father was leading the Obama administration's diplomatic dealings with Kiev. Though the timing raised concerns among anti-corruption advocates, there has been no evidence of wrongdoing. By either the former vice president or his son. It's not true. Now, this is, this is a hard news piece. But they didn't say there is no evidence of wrongdoing against President Trump. When there isn't any evidence of anything, we don't know what Donald Trump said in his phone call. We don't know who the whistleblower is. And now there are reports that the whistleblower didn't even hear the conversation. It's hearsay. None of that is in the Associated Press report. So the reason I wrote this book was because I am furious about the corruption of the American media, and I am worried that the American people are not getting the information they need to make responsible decisions. That's why I wrote this book. I had another killing book all set to come out this month, but we delayed that, to get this book out because enough's enough. But now it's going to be harder for me to get the word out about the book because the establishment media doesn't want people to know about it. And that's why I thank you, Glenn Beck, for being generous in giving me some time today.
0: So I'm, I'm shocked to hear that the media won't have you on. I actually am, because you, you are a great guest, and they love punching you, and you like yeah, and it's you like ratings. punching back. It's great for ratings, and I'm, right. I'm, it's I'm shocked It's big
5: ratings, it. but listen, when I tell you, Beck, that we are in a crisis situation as far as the media is concerned, all right, that there is anger in the conservative traditional precincts, furious anger. All right. And in the liberal precincts, there is worry. There have been so many bogus stories, so many false accusations that the liberal media is now worried. CNN is worried. They don't have one show that draws more than a million viewers. Not one. You could put a chimp on for an hour and have the chimp jump up and down and maybe eat a few bananas and you'll get a million, too. They can't get a million viewers for any of their shows. All
0: right. So let me ask you this. Do you think, knowing the president and writing this uh, new book that is out today, The United States of Trump, do you believe that Donald Trump did not say to the Ukrainian uh, president or whoever he was supposedly talking to, um, hey, I need you to look into this thing about Biden and his son? All right. The
5: odds are heavy odds are that he did say that, but there's nothing wrong with that.
0: OK, that's what I was going to ask you next. Right. Is there a problem with that?
5: Here's the problem. And I wrote this on the message of the day. If people want to read a little more in detail on Bill dot com. The problem is, if he said to the president of Ukraine in June, when this or July, when this call was made, look, if you don't nail the Bidens, I'm not going to give you the aid that Congress has uh, has approved. That would be very bad. Now, Trump denies that. You know, well, he, says he on, flat on. out says that I didn't do it. I right. didn't do a quid pro quo Latin this for that. OK, but if he did, that's bad. OK, and that has to be looked into impeachable. I don't think so. I don't think so, because the aid did go to Ukraine. It did go. Mm-hmm. If the aid had not gone, then
0: more of a chance. But so, look, do you think? Wait, wait, wait. Do you think he said, "I'm not giving that to you unless you nail him"? I don't know. How can I, I possibly know? No, I, know Trump, I know that. I know that. I think here's that. What there's, I, here's
5: what I know. Donald Trump believes that the Obama administration, including Joe Biden, was corrupt overseas,
0: and I, I agree know that for with a him. Fact. Do you agree with them? Between Ukraine and China?
5: It's a fine line, okay? There's no question, by his own admission, that Joe Biden helped his son make multi-million dollars.
0: And there is nothing illegal about that that we know of, but it's just horrible. Unless,
5: all right, Biden basically, and Biden admits to doing it, Biden told the Ukrainians If you don't remove this prosecutor looking into my son's company, the company paying him $85,000 a month, then I'm not going to give you a billion dollar in loans and President Obama is going to back me up. Now, that could be illegal. So that don't dismiss that. And Biden admits that he said it.
0: Yeah, there's his own. But what he didn't say was that what he claims he didn't say was uh, because of it's my son's you know, company. And I want you to get off of that. doesn't
5: make any difference. Correct. That doesn't make any difference because he was over there. All right. Overseeing Ukrainian loans at the same time, his son was getting paid by a corrupt Ukrainian energy company. So what Biden was mandated to do. All right. Was recuse himself from being in Ukraine. He's mandated to do that. That's conflict of interest. I could make a case on this all day long, but you won't hear a word about this no. in the media. No, Not a word. No, I know. They, they, and they... that brings me back to why I wrote this book, because I'm so angry about, and in my whole life, I have never seen anything like this in the United States and in all the history that I've written about the press has never been corrupt at this level ever
0: so what's 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 because if you think it's bad you say we're in a crisis now um i believe 2020 is going to be much much worse we will end 2020 by this time in 2020 people will not know who to trust what to believe what's real what's not even if they see it in video, they won't know if it's real or not. they hear tapes of it, they won't know what's real or not. That's what's coming in the next 12 months.
5: Here's the mitigating circumstance why I'm not as worried as you are. Because there will be debates between Trump and Biden or whoever the nominee may be. OK, you're going to get at least three expositions of Trump versus that person, that transcends the media. The media is not going to have anything to do with that, okay? It's going to be mano a mano on the stage, Americans watching in record numbers, okay? And Americans will make their decision based upon those expositions. So you're taking the press out of that, all right? They can't say, oh, uh, we fought so-and-so one," because Americans are going to watch and make their own decisions, all right? That's the key of the election of 2020,
0: Bill, thank you so much for being on. Uh, again, the name of the book is The United States of Trump, uh, the, How the President Really Sees America. What is the one part that you think Donald Trump is, is going to bristle at the most?
5: Um, probably the description that everything he deals with, he makes personal. It, it's all personal.
0: He's going to disagree with
5: that. I don't think he's going to like to hear it. Hmm. You know, he's got nobody around him. Maybe Melania. Maybe I don't know for sure. Got nobody around him. Say, hey, why don't you knock off the narcissism on Thursday? You can do it the other four or five days of the week. But no, no, more, no <laughs> narcissism what on did Thursday. What did
0: you? What did you? What did you get from that scene that you talk about on the airplane where he's like, Melania, come on in here? Oh, that was hysterical. So t- he was
5: so teed off that I was asking him all these questions about his family and his background and that he was an incorrigible uh, child. He got so agitated, and he didn't know what to do. He couldn't throw me out because I we're at 30,000 feet we're on Air Force One. So he calls his wife in. He goes, Melania, get out of here. He's torturing me. Tell him to stop. <laughs> and Melania comes in. And then with a the smile and looks at me and looks at him
0: and just bolts right out. Didn't just say a word. just comes in, right doesn't say, doesn't say anything. He explains. Nothing. She just stands there for a while no and word. then He's turns like, around and walks out. Let me,
5: no, didn't walk out. Sprinted out.
0: <laughs> All right. Bill O'Reilly, thanks so much, man. All right. Appreciate thanks, it. Me. Talk to you Friday. You got it. United States of Trump is the new book. Uh, pick it up. Uh, I mean, help the old man out. You know, headed for a retirement home. He's got nothing left. Uh, no friends. Mm-hmm. Help him out. All right. Barely put two coins together. Oh, it's sad. Sad. It's sad. How far he has fallen. Yeah, really sad. All right. Uh, let me talk to you about Simply Safe. Simply Safe has a team of video verification specialists on the job. Now, what does that mean? Well, the average arrival time for police is 45 minutes if an alarm goes off because police think that a home alarm is a false alarm, usually, and usually it is. But because Simply Safe has that team of video verification specialists, the average response time for the police is seven minutes. Now, how much do you think you could steal from your neighbor's house in 45 minutes? Quite a bit. And how much can you steal in seven minutes? Not not as not, much. Not not nearly less. as much. Yes. Much less, yeah. Uh, especially if you think you have forty five minutes, you're gonna be surprised when they come barreling around. Simply stay as simply safe has state of the art, round the clock home monitoring, comes with no contractor fees and it's fifteen dollars a month. Huge deal going on right now. Go to simplysafebeck.com and you'll get a free HD security camera when you order to help that response time. It's $100 value. You'll get eyes on your home 24-7 with video evidence if somebody's trying to get in and a 7-minute response time. It's $15 a month. Get the free HD security camera now when you order your system at simplysafebeck.com. That's simplysafebeck.com. We pause for 10 seconds. Station ID. Station ID. We're going to talk about the economy here in uh, just a second. I, uh, Donald Trump is speaking at the U.N. And uh, he, is, he is truly a president that I think is speaking to the citizens of the world. He was just talking about if you, if you value your freedoms, you have to have pride in your country. And the future does not belong to the globalists. That's not going to go well, you know, in the U.N. Not with the globalists. Not with the globalists at the (laughs) U.N. What he's saying is he is speaking directly to the people all over the world that are really smart. And it's, it's what the press and all politicians seem to miss. The people, both sides of the aisle do not want a government telling them how to live every step of the way. Now, that is changing. Do we happen to have the audio of the woman who is fighting the the fight uh, over freedom and security? What was it that Ben Franklin said? Uh, those who sacrifice their freedom for their security uh, will lose both and deserve neither. Listen to what this woman Uh, said listen
1: the problem is it's not the five demands you guys
3: value freedom more than safety do we read okay so i think safety is more important than freedom if you have a safe environment you can communicate your value system is different okay wow if if you're over the old thinking like china's thinking is safety is more
0: important than freedom listen to that China's thinking you are engaged in old thinking ask the Muslims uh in China ask the Christians how great
3: that theory
0: is ask the people in Hong Kong how great that is she is actually making the case that you, you are engaged in old thinking if you value your freedom over security the people in the Soviet Union were secure until they weren't you're totally secure in those situations as long as you agree with everything that the state or those in power do. It's... The minute you have a different opinion, and I, I, I warn you, we're being told right now we should all have the same opinion. But that's inhuman. That goes against human nature. We don't all have the same opinion, and we, should, we shouldn't. We should all have the same opinion. We
3: should all eat the same things. That doesn't include uh, meat. Meat. I mean, that's really coming to the forefront now is this push for vegetarianism.
0: Well, we have to talk next hour. We're also going to talk about this. Could you please play? What was the girl's name? Helga or whatever. Greta. Greta uh, Greta Thunberg. Greta Thunberg. Mm -hmm. Uh, She was speaking at this this climate um, uh, conference. And I just want you to listen. How old is she? 15 15 years old 16 she's 16. i want you to listen to the fear in this 15 year old listen to this
3: this is all wrong i shouldn't be up here
0: it's true Go i home. should
3: be back in school yes, on should. the other Please side of that. the ocean yes uh, yet we you all that. come to us young people for hope hmm. how dare you You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. Mm. And yet, I'm one of the lucky ones. Why? People are suffering. People are dying.
0: Where? Of the climate? Entire
3: ecosystems are collapsing. Uh, Where? We are in the beginning of a mass extinction. Holy... All you can talk about is money and fairy tales of eternal economic growth. How dare you? Wow. And then lemmings all applaud all that, applaud because they love this that these
0: stuff. parents are Despicable. monsters yeah they're monsters
3: to to get her to believe that humanity is on the uh, on the brink of extinction who is even saying there's not a single scientist i know of that is saying
0: that The people who wrote the report the people who wrote the report that believe in global warming they've been saying nobody's saying we never said there's 10 years or 15 years we never said that Look at what they're doing to our children. This is inhumane. It's abuse. It is absolutely abuse, and it's more than that. I, I contend it is actual evil, and I'll back that up next hour. You're listening to
2: Glenn Beck.
0: American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. All right, so the Fed is uh, considering where the economy might be headed and and what to do about it, and that makes a good time for you to think about your own financial future. Have you made sound decisions? Have you made a a, a reasonable uh, platform, a level of financial stability? Well, now is the best time to review your spending and your plans. Mortgage rates are at near all-time lows. I want you to take advantage of the lower rate. You might even find yourself saving a ton of money, maybe even taking years off your loan term. If you're in a good place to buy a home, if that's what you're looking to do, you need to call American Financing and take advantage of their free mortgage review. It takes 10 minutes. But in that time, their salary-based mortgage consultants can uh, can help steer you in the right direction. Now, as you know, I counsel you to be financially responsible. Don't get yourself into a situation where you're not going to be able to handle things down the road. And American Financing can help you determine your next move, your safest move. American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. Welcome to the uh, program, the Glenn Beck program. We have Harry Dent on. He is the author of a new book out called uh, Zero Hour. He's he's an economist. Uh, He has written several, several books um, over the recent years. He goes against the grain, um, usually. This time, people are starting to agree with him. Um, But uh, he predicted the dot com bubble in the 90s. I believe he also had a book out that talked about the banking crisis in 2008. He is he is more accurate on timing uh, than I am, but uh, he is uh, very accurate on the direction that we're headed. He's saying that we are approaching zero hour in 2020 of a of a massive meltdown. Welcome to the program, Harry Dent.
1: Yeah, nice to be back, Glenn.
0: Yeah, thank you. Um, so let me let me start with this. Uh, are you concerned at all about what's happening with the banking sector that they say was caused by buying U.S. Treasuries, and then they also had to pay their taxes on the same week? And so the the repo loans that are being given by the Fed, and they say they're going to do it now. They they were only going to do uh, I think fifty billion dollars. And they announced last Friday that they're going to continue this until October 10th to the tune of $1.8 trillion to the banks. What's happening there?
1: Well, uh, yeah, it it, it is worrisome that all of a sudden banks need money. You can't say, oh, quarterly tax
0: payments are due because that happens every quarter. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, fire everybody in your accounting department if that's true.
1: Yeah, and the the repo rate doesn't jump to 10% every quarter when that happens. So there is a reason. There's a couple things going on, and the Fed is partly responsible for this. Back in 2008 in the crisis, um, they, for the first time, paid banks to have excess reserves parked at the Fed. In the past, if they did that, they didn't get anything on it. And so the the banks are are sitting here saying, okay, other banks need more money, but – for some reason the big banks who are the ones that really do this are not lending it it's banks lending to each other as you've told people right and if for some reason they're not but but the reserve. so so but but they they're getting that 1.9 percent they're getting the same amount just sitting there at the fed so the fed created this that was not the case um the the other thing is, is that um the fed started draining they started buying back bonds. They started shrinking their balance sheet between 2017 and 18. And that took the the m- m- amount of money that banks have in excess reserve. Now, that's above what they're required to have with the Fed. So this is excess dropped from 2.8 down to 1.4 trillion. So there is less money in the system because of that. And now there seems to be, I mean, like you say, nobody's giving a reason, which is weird. It, it is weird to not giving a reason why banks suddenly need money, but but they may just get to the point where where the the larger banks say, well, you know, we want to have some excess liquidity because I hate to say, they know that there's still, I mean, you know, remember that 670 trillion dollars of crazy derivatives, highly leveraged derivatives. Mm-hmm. There's still 530 trillion in the system, um, mm. and and of course they these banks, all of them, they invest and in, in, and they're basically speculators now um and 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 they're the smart money that can kind of be ahead of the fed and as long as the fed keeps easing they just keep betting on that highly leveraged so you know they know that that they have you know more risk than they let on and so maybe these bigger banks are just saying oh you know we i think we'd rather have this money sitting the fed and we're getting paid the same now what what, would be interesting if the fed i would like to see this if the fed were to lower that rate they're paying on those excess reserves, Then the banks would have more motivation. And if then they didn't lend, boy, then you know something's bad. But, but it's definitely troubling. This is not cumulative. This money has to be paid back every night. But the fact that they have to keep doing it every night, something
0: is problem. Something's yeah, yeah, wrong. There's
1: a problem. All Liquidity right. is drying up, and that that's all. It doesn't take much to trigger a crisis when we now have uh, seventy trillion more in global debt than we had before and we have you know uh 88 89 trillion dollars in just household financial asset all of this can and and businesses have 29 trillion and financial institutions have you know 102 trillion this money can just disappear um and and that's what happens in that the difference between a recession and a depression and you know and I, i know you're The same. I'm calling for a depression. We began a depression in 2008, but they printed Mm -hmm. about 16 trillion dollars to blow our way out of it, to keep the banks from having to mark uh, take losses on their bad loans and and mark things down to market, which they allowed them not to do. Which is all bad business. It's all not letting you clean out the system. So the economy can get healthy again. So we're carrying all this bad debt. Now we got 70 trillion more. Most of that came in the emerging world where their debt almost tripled since 2008 because we printed all these ch- cheap dollars and euros and stuff and yen, especially dollars. And so emerging markets, emerging countries went on a borrowing spree like we did in the 2008. So we're more in debt. They're way more in debt. So, so what we're going to have Instead of the 1930s scenario where the first downturn was the worst of the Great Depression, 25% unemployment, 89% stock crash, you know, real estate goes down, everything goes down. This time we had, and then they had an aftershock in 1937 to 40, uh, a, a second uh, lesser depression. What we got is the lesser depression on the front side, and we're going to get the big one on the back side precisely because. Governments, central banks, all did the same thing. They just printed their way out of this. They, they printed money to cover up and to prevent deflation. Deflation is occurring, and that, again, that's what a depression is versus a recession. When you see deflation like in the 1930s, and we started to see in 2008-9, you have loans failing that means they get uh written off or, or restructured money disappears in the system stock stock bubbles right you know stock market is worth what 70 trillion dollars that drops 50 60 70 80 money disappears and does not come back for a while so money's coming out of the system that causes deflation and that's a sign that you're going through what i call a big detox that the debt is deleveraging financial bubbles are coming down to reality uh, the stock market right now, you know, I, I think you probably remember my. The indicator I'm most famous for is the spending wave. New generations moving predictably up a rising spending cycle as they age until age 46. Now it's 47, um, and and that's been the best gauge of where the stock market should be and the best predictor in the past. Well, now the stock market's 114 percent. Above that, by far the most of overvalued. And you know what all this? Companies buying back their own stocks. Their, their earnings per share from shrinking their stocks has gone up 119% faster than the actual earnings. And that's exa- almost exactly how much the stock market's overvalued. No, uh, in, um, everyday investors aren't buying the stock market. Institutions are actually backing out in, in, in the last year. It's all corporations, $5.7 trillion since 2009. Corporations buying back their own stocks, which means they're buying, they're taking the cash flow of their shareholders and, and buying stocks that are massively overvalued in, in, in a bubble. And then when it crashes, they're going to lose all that money. And the shareholders are going to say, Well, why aren't you buying our stock now that it's down 80, 90%? And they're going to say, Well, we don't have the money because we blew it in the bubble. They, they, I've never seen this Glenn, before where. The, the dumb money today is the is the largest corporation's management buying back their own stock, and then the flip side in real estate, the biggest bubbles are being driven by the richest people buying in the biggest cities like New York and London and San Francisco and, and, and Miami and Shanghai and, and Sydney and, and Singapore. And and they are buying real estate massively overvalued, thinking, oh, it can never go down because rich people like us will always have money and buy it. No, the rich people, the richer you are and the more money you have in financial assets, the more you're going to lose when this bubble blows. And And I'm saying – at the latest, this thing blows by early 2021. I think it's going to blow right around the corner. I think it's going to blow in early 2020. That's that's. I've got two scenarios. Uh, it's so bad now, Glenn, that you know, since central banks just do anything, print any amount of money, uh, cut taxes, whatever, to keep this going. This this is just going to be a bubble that goes until it blows. And it looks to me, it's like we've got maybe one more rally left. And, and the question is, do we get a, a significant scare first and then a rally? Because the Fed does step up and do what Trump is telling him to do. It's like, you know, print a bunch of money and, and lower rates more aggressively again. Uh, but, but one way or the other, I think his thing is, is my odds are that this is going to blow by in the first half of next year and maybe as soon as, as January. All we right. get so, one
0: more so what, Harry, does the average person do? Don't talk to me about people who have lots of money. Talk to me about people who have very little money. What do they do?
1: Well, you know, I tell you, first thing, because cause real estate is hard. If you have real estate that's not strategic to your life, like a home you plan to stay in long term, uh, you've got maybe a second home that you don't use that much. Or you've got a, maybe you speculated a house, which a lot of people have done. You know, you, you, know, you buy a house and then, and then you rent it out and then you hope it go, keeps going up in this bubble you got to sell your real estate now because real estate uh, gets illiquid very fast, and that's what happened in 2008. So, so any real estate – and if you're thinking, oh, I've got a McMansion now, but in three years I'm going to retire and I'm going to sell it. No, sell it now before this crash because real estate, I think this time – my indicator on in real estate is very good. It was 20% overvalued in 2006 the last top, and I did call that. I, in fact, I sold my house in Miami. Uh, right in late 2005, just before real estate peaked in 2006, now it is 40% overvalued mm. compared to my best indicator for that. So I'm expecting uh, up to a 50% crash versus 34% in real estate. Now, that's, that's that's what hits the average person the most because people tend to have debt against their house and people tend to have uh, a lot, rich people have a lot more money in financial assets. But but. Everyday people have more money in their house, in their primary home and or a vacation house. So real estate first. And then I'm telling people, you know, right now wouldn't be a bad time because we we could see a surprise crash literally within weeks because the market's at a very critical point right now. They're trying to break the new highs. And if they can't, it means they're probably going to go down more than they did late last year. And that, that could be twenty five thirty percent so this is this is a good time to lighten up on stocks if we see this one more rally that I'm expecting then you definitely sell on that you just um, um,
0: you're thinking there's a rally at the thirty three possible
1: possible yeah or now my I'm most watching Glenn the nasdaq because that's the lead dog that's the lead bubble nasdaq I'm project if we get one more if we can break up the new highs and continue the rally that started. In, in late December, then uh, my target would be about ten thousand. I see it get near a ten thousand nasdaq That is an absolute take your money and run even if it goes higher because as Baron Rothschild said in the eighteen hundreds when they asked what 's the secret to your wealth?" He says, "I always got out a little early the One of the things Glenn I did was I looked at bubbles all i 've done is study bubbles the last few years because we 're in, in the biggest bubble in all history it 's global. It's being pushed, uh, coordinated by central banks uh, around the world. Um, uh, Bubbles, the the first crash, when when the smart money finally say it's over, and I've got a smart money indicator that's saying they're already running for the hills. They just haven't started shorting it yet. They're already not investing in this market. The first crash averages in the last seven bubbles in the last century, 32 percent in the first 2.6 months. And the worst one, which would probably be more like this one, was 1929 49% 49% in the first 2.3 months. In less than 10 weeks, the market goes down 49%. On the way, down 89% in, in, in 1932, but but more than half of it happens right away. So people who wait and say, well, well you know, wait, it's better to get out a little early. Um, uh, I, I think markets are either going to break up or down in the next few weeks or so. If they break up, I would kind of like sell into that rally. If they, start to break down and then you know you might want to just get out a little early now um and you could do like half now and half later um so you, you really just have to say look i mean what what the typical stockbroker financial advisor will tell you and, they, and they'd be right about 80 percent of the time oh you know you can sit out most corrections this is not a correction this is a great reset the last time this happened was exactly 90 years ago that's one of my most important cycles yeah 45 year technology and bubble cycles and especially super bubbles every 90 years. So we really are repeating at that point. The, yeah. At that yeah. point, And, and a, a super bubble in the U S when everybody was moving to the Midwest and Chicago became New York overnight in 1837, that crashed into 1842. So right. every 90 years we've seen this. So this is, this is nothing to sit through. You have to just be safe, Okay. And then if you do that then you can buy everything on sale a couple of years
0: from now. All right, Harry Dent is his name. The name of the book is Zero Hour. I urge you to do your own homework and pay attention to the economy uh because uh, something is um uh something's weird that is happening. Uh, and you're going to have to decide what to do uh, about it. Harry Dent, author of Zero Hour. Thanks very much. Our sponsor this half hour is Norton Security. Norton Security, when you are connected to a Wi-Fi, even with a password, you are probably exposing what you, well, not probably, you are exposing what you send and receive online to cyber criminals. Now, they would love to see all of your information on a superhighway jumbotron, the kind it you know, You're at a baseball field and you look up and you're like, oh, they're kissing. Isn't that cute? How about if they put their personal information on there? That's what it's like when you're using public Wi-Fi. That's why you need Norton Secure VPN. Their virtual private network uses bank-grade encryption to hide your online activity. Norton Secure VPN creates a secure tunnel for the information you send and receive online so cyber criminals won't see it when you're connected to Wi-Fi. Just install the software, log in once, and then let it run in the background. It works on your PC, your Mac, or your mobile device. Get Norton Secure VPN and browse privately. Secure your connections today. Just head to Norton.com. Slash VPN. Protection starts at 333 a month for the first year with annual enrollment. That's Norton.com slash VPN. Terms and conditions do apply.
2: You're listening to Glenn Beck.
0: Coming up in a few minutes, I'm going to give you uh, my look at the Trump, Biden, Ukraine scandal, and ask you a few questions. I'm going to fill in some blanks and ask you a few questions, and um, I think, I think by the end you will um, you will understand uh, what is coming uh, this next election, and what is really possible at this next election, and why the Democrats are doing what they're doing, why the Republicans are doing what they're doing on this. You have to decide, does any of this stuff really matter? And I think the answer to that is yes. But there's a follow-up question. Without a free press, how does it, how does it matter? With a, with a press in the bag and corrupt, how does it matter?
2: You're listening to Glenn Beck.
0: All right, uh, real estate agents I uh, Over a thousand active agents strong. Another five thousand who are on a waiting list to join. We have the agents that are going to sell your house. Did you hear Harry Dent? And he knows because his brother is Harvey Dent. Hey, yeah, Two Face. Yeah, Two Face. Yeah, but Harry's not. And no. uh, Harry said, uh, "You know, sell your house. Sell your house." This is my company. This is realestateagentsitrust.com, and they will sell your home. They will price it right and price it to sell. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Get moving. realestateagentsitrust.com.
2: enlightenment
0: i want to do something that the press doesn't do uh and no politician does and that is let's take both joe biden and donald trump at their word let's take them both at their word and then decide "Mm, what's wrong what's right what should be investigated what shouldn't because we're repeating a pattern and the, the world's largest heist is happening right now. And I'm going to tell you what has been taken from you in the last decade or so. And it's quite an extensive list. We begin that in one minute.
2: This is the Glenn Beck Program.
0: Okay, so two weeks ago, the left called for the impeachment of Brett Kavanaugh, despite the fact that there was zero Zero evidence and zero corroboration of what they accuse. Then they just moved on from that because they found another accusation that they could impeach somebody on that has zero corroboration, has has no basis in fact that we know of today. Look, the Democrats are have gone, I think, gone insane, um, and the Republicans aren't aren't great, but they're at least not insane. They've gone nuts, and the media is helping them. There is a constant assault on our Constitution, a constant assault on rule of law and liberty. And it is subsidized by many corporations in the United States. Your cell phone company is one of those. Now, every time you pay your bill, do you realize that you are putting millions of dollars into the hands of Planned Parenthood and La Raza and other groups that you don't agree with at all? Stop giving them your money to work against you. All you have to do is switch to Patriot Mobile. This is the conservative uh, uh, phone company. It was started by veterans. It's run by veterans. It is the same great service. You have the same cell towers because everybody's using the same cell towers, So you have the same great service, um, you know, the coverage, and you have better customer service because they actually are smaller and they try harder and they care. Plus, you're going to save an awful lot of money. Some people will save a thousand bucks. You just switch over. Right now, they have uh, plans as low as 25 a month. Plus you can get the nationwide service with a US-based customer service. There's still time for you to get the Moto Z3 play for only five dollars a month, but they are running out. Use the offer code back and they'll waive the activation fee on up to two lines. This is so well worth your time, your money. Put your money where your mouth is and get great service. Save a lot of money and help the causes that you care about. Switching is really easy. Just go to patriotmobile.com back. patriotmobile.com slash back or call them at 877-367-7524. That's 877-367-7524 or patriotmobile.com slash back. What have we been looking for? What has America been looking for? America has been looking for something um, really specific. And the politicians at first feigned this. And they they were pretending that they were going to do this. They're not even pretending anymore. Now they're just charting their own course. They used to tell us, hey, we're going to give you what you want. Americans don't want socialism. Maybe 30% of America wants socialism. But that's all you hear talk about right now. And you hear talk about it because they know it's now or never. Now is the time for the final fundamental transformation of the United States. And they know that the world is about to go into chaos. And so they will further that chaos. And I think both parties in some way are furthering the chaos. However, one guy was elected to bring on chaos and that was donald trump he was elected to kick the bums out to overturn the system to throw the tables over in the temple and say what kind of money changing is going on here now whether he did that or not that's up to you to decide but he was elected because half of the people are done well, now the Democrats say that they're done. But what they're going to do is is put somebody in that is even a bigger government person that will have even more access to corruption and more control over your life. And so Biden, I think, um, it, it could go either way. Biden and the Democrats may have um, leaked this... This, you know, intelligent agent who just he's got intelligence that he didn't learn on the job. He learned maybe from his wife in bed or somebody around the water cooler. They heard talk. Now, they have no evidence. They weren't on the call. They don't have access to the call. But they said that they they just knew that Donald Trump had threatened the Ukrainian president and said, you got to take down Joe Biden or else. Well, there's no evidence of this, but everybody is going for it. But if you take both men at their words, here's what they both did. They both threatened to withhold USA because uh, USAID because of fear of corruption. That's what they both did. Uh, uh, Biden did it for uh, the Obama administration and Trump did it for his administration. Now you can assign motives for each, but each deny those motives. The right will say, yeah, well, he was just trying to Biden was just trying to get his son off because he had corruption all over. There's all kinds of corruption. And it wasn't just there. It was it was also in China. The media said nothing on this. Oh, that's just that's just rumor and innuendo. Really? Because it's a lot better rumor. Uh, I mean, there seems to be some pretty hard fact, uh, hard, uh, hard fast facts here that are hard to explain other than just a wild, crazy string of uh, coincidence. And I don't believe in coincidence. Yeah, there's nothing to see here, but what Donald Trump did, we don't have any facts either, but what he did is impeachable. What America is really looking for is for people in power to be taught a lesson for people in power to be punished for when they do something wrong. Now, this is manifesting itself in the parties as well. But the Democratic Party only wants it to happen when the Republicans do something wrong, and the Republicans only want it to happen when the Democrats do something wrong. But the independents, the people who may have been uh, a Democrat or a Republican their whole life, they're sick of it. They see it for what it is. Both sides are doing this. Neither side is serious about this. That's what caused the Civil War, because they finally realized neither side is serious, neither the Democrats or the Whigs. And so a new party had to be started, one that was serious. Now, the Democrats, I think, feel that they can just wear people out. You don't want any more of this. Man, The impeachment hearing after impeachment hearing... I mean, why would you when every bit of conventional wisdom says you don't want an impeachment hearing right before an election because people don't want that kind of corruption? Well, they're doing it because it looks like everything is in chaos and we're not going to stop. And he's not going to stop. And it's only going to get worse next time. Do you want this to continue? So they're looking to wear people out and say, I just can't handle Donald Trump. I may agree with whatever, but I just can't handle anymore. I just want this to stop. And so Elizabeth Warren will be the one that will make it stop. On the other side... There are people that say enough with corruption. I just want this to stop. I want this to stop in the media. I want this to stop in government. I want people to pay for their sins. And the Bidens never have. The Clintons never did. And I'm sick and tired of it. And that's why I want Donald Trump. But see, what we're missing here is this election is not about Donald Trump or Elizabeth Warren or Joe Biden. It's not. This election is about the end of corruption and sanity, a return to sanity. But who's giving that to us? Because here's the problem. Americans have been saying this since George Bush. We've been saying it, the right started to say it, but they meant it. The right started to say it under George W. Bush and go, well, you know what? Maybe this, this war was a big mistake. Maybe, maybe we made some mistakes. Hey, wait a minute. What's going on here? And then TARP. Wait a minute. What kind of game is being played? And they wanted transparency and they wanted somebody in office they could trust. Well, that's what the left was saying. Hope and change. We want somebody we can trust who's different, who can unite us all. The right wanted to be united too, but under principles, under the Constitution. But then we started to divide ourselves, and we started to divide ourselves really with Clinton and Lewinsky. We, we were really divided there, and it, it hasn't stopped. But in that time, I want to show you what has been stolen from you, the biggest heist in human history— Your time and your money has been stolen from you every time you enroll your child into a college program. Our children's future happiness is being stolen by those who preach the world is coming to an end in 10 years because of global warming. Our children's future future children Our grandchildren are being taken from us by the people who are preaching this. Our children's future and their future earnings are being stolen by our debt. Every time we say, I want more, our children are promised less because they will have to pay for it. Our privacy has been stolen by the NSA and then Amazon Echo and Google. Our data, our thoughts are being stolen from us. Our happiness is being stolen by comparatives, comparative nature on Facebook or social media or the, the ad algorithms. Our friendships and our families have been stolen by social media and political parties. Our trust has been stolen by media, parties, politicians and corporations. Our shared humanity is almost gone our constitutional rights our 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 understanding of the truth through scientific reason has been stolen by radicals edu the media our oil our soil our water our land the value of our gold and silver that's being stolen by the by the fed our land is being taken by socialists, our borders and our land, by extremists. Our history has been stolen from us. The reason why we're in this situation is because nobody will remind you who you are. The reason we're at each other's throats is because we don't have a common narrative anymore, because it's been taken And who you really are is being taken. Why are our kids killing themselves? Because they don't know who they actually are. Because we can't talk about God anymore. So you can't talk about rights, really, because rights can't come from God. And we can't talk about your intrinsic value because we can't tell you that you are actually an offspring of of a heavenly father who loves you. We've lost everything. And to put it back together, we have to remember who we are, but we also should ask her, ask ourselves, who is the thief? Is the thief them? Or is it us? But perhaps before you answer that, we should answer another question, and that is, when, when in American history have we ever st- strive, strived for the idea of a them and an us? When have we ever made that a goal to strengthen the them against the us or to strengthen the us against the them? I can only really think of one time. You might say the McCarthy era, maybe. But we are talking about the Civil War. That's the only time this has happened. Write this down. Put it in front of you at all times. Remember who you are. Nothing bad than tossing and turning all night and having to uh, fluff your pillow through the night. I, uh, I can think of a few things that are worse, but not really. I mean, yes, concentration camps are. But I mean, in the scale of this, that and the pillow getting hot, and then it's really hot all night. Got good news for you. You can get great discounts on my pillow. And all of the MyPillow products, you don't have to fluff them throughout the night. They're really a remarkable pillow. You go to MyPillow.com right now and click on New Radio Listener Specials, and you're going to see some amazing offers, including their buy one, get one free. One pillow, get the other one free with the promo code BECK. No more pillow fights at your house. You don't have to fight over the good pillow. My Pillow products come with a 60 day money back guarantee and a 10 year warranty. Even better, if you pre order a copy of Mike Lindell's new book, your entire order is going to ship for free. So go to mypillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all My Pillow products, including buy one pillow, get the next one free. Enter promo code back or call 800-966-3117 and, and click on their great radio specials to find those specials. Don't forget, at checkout, make sure you enter the promo code back at MyPillow.com. Break for 10 seconds. You know, I have tried to swear off the word evil um, in the last few years, you know, because not everything is evil.
3: Lots of things are, though, and lots of people. It's really hard to avoid the word. <laughs> <laughs> I empathize with you because it's hard. There are... People don't like to hear it, maybe, but
0: sometimes it's just flat out evil. And I don't like to say people are because I don't, I don't know what they're trying to do. And they may not have evil intent, but, you know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Um, but I think what's happening with the global warming thing, how this is manifesting itself uh, to where you now have kids making promises that they will never have children, I think that's evil. I think it's totally and completely evil. What, what the parents did to some of these kids uh, for global warming, you listen to these kids and they are freaking out. Mm-hmm. And they're all freaking out for the same reason. I've only got 10 years to live. My future's yeah. been stolen.
3: You guys have done this to me. And there's no way out unless you do something drastic right now. And so it is, I think it is evil to, to give them that kind of uh, hysteria. And to li- ha- now they're forced to live their lives thinking that they're not going to have children and grandchildren. They're going to be lucky to ever it, just get married. And then once they do, they'll only have a few years left. And nobody has said that the world is ending in, in 12 or 11 years or whatever they're talking
0: about. No, now. Ocasio-Cortez, but you're meaning nobody. No, is, no
3: scientist No
0: scientists, is saying no that. No scientist. The fact,
3: IPCC the- report didn't say that.
0: In fact, the authors of that report say it's not happening Mm -hmm. that's not what we said why is it that all of a sudden it's totally acceptable to listen to kids say in 10 years we're all going to die and no one is correcting that no one no one feels that it's important to tell their kids that's not happening Imagine the terror that these kids are living in. You want to talk about, do you remember there was a story uh, back during the Tea Party where people were saying, I can't imagine uh, what these people are telling their kids that there's no future, the Constitution is breaking down. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. What do you think you're doing with your kids when you say we're all going to be dead in 10 years?
3: Mm -hmm. The very planet we exist on is not going to be able to support life
0: in 10
3: years now if people in idaho were being swept up in killer tornadoes today and being deposited in montana where a hurricane swept in from the pacific but it still maintained that strength all the way to montana you might start to wonder geez these are unprecedented things that are happening unprecedented things aren't happening we do have floods just had one in houston Houston gets flooded all if somebody goes out t- outside and spits twice it floods in Houston. There are droughts, there are floods, there are hurricanes, but actually most of those things are down are down in number including tornadoes and hurricanes. It's really despicable what they're doing.
0: And Be- it's it's not that you're doing it to adults. It's one thing yeah. it's one thing to do it to adults. It's another. You know, I don't know how many people on the left said, leave my grandmother alone, Glenn Beck. You're scaring my my mother and my father and my grandparents to death. Leave them alone. Really? (laughs) Because their mind is solid. They can think. Mm -hmm. You're doing this to 8, 10, 15-year-olds, and you're convincing them that there is no tomorrow. I can't think of something more evil. You are robbing our children of their future, their dreams, their happiness, their children. It's evil.
2: You're listening to Glenn Beck.
0: All right. If you listened last hour, Harry Dent said, you got to sell your house. Um, and he's a, he's an economist. He's been saying this for a while, but he is growing more and more urgent. And, uh, he said, you know, if, if you have money in your house and you're thinking about selling it, you got to sell it right now. May I suggest that you go to real because, because you need somebody who has that urgency. You need somebody who can say, I knew it. I'll sell it. I'll sell it. And I know exactly how to price it. I know how to sell it. And I also know how to help you buy another house at a really good price as well. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. You need that real estate agent that has the expertise, the know-how, and the track record. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Call them now. Go to the website. Somebody will be in touch with you within 10 minutes. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Can we talk about something a little lighter, please? Um, yes, please. I've been right. Uh, I've been watching a show called Derek, and uh, trying to get my family to watch anything together. And so far, I've got I've got three out of the four in the house, um, but my daughter has just been so busy; she just passes out after she comes home from school. Um, Derek is this I. I I'm on this uh, Ricky Gervais kick lately, Um, and I don't know about him personally. I don't really care personally. Um, I just think the guy is a genius, and there's something about him that he understands. He understands the misfit, you know? He understands, and that's what America and the world is going through right now. Everybody feels like they don't belong, and they feel like they're a misfit. And he did this with The Office, uh, where it was just a collection of misfits. And you could identify through the misfits, and you'd feel a little superior. So I've been watching these Ricky Gervais um, series. I watched After Life, which is something that you have to hold on for dear life uh, to make it through. Because you think, this is a comedy? Because the first three episodes are, are not comedy. And it's a guy who lost his wife who the series picks up after like six or eight months after she's dead and he can't move on and he just loves her and he realizes there's nothing left of life the whole thing is a lie why am i even here why do i care uh and he's very bitter and very angry uh and then he realizes about the second or third episode in it yeah i really don't care so i'm just gonna say whatever i want to say and i'm gonna do whatever i want hey drug dealer I've never tried heroin, heroin pretty good. And so you're like, Mm. whoa, 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 where is this headed? And um, by the end, he redeems himself. And by the end, one of the, either the, I think there's 10 episodes and either like the ninth or the 10th episode. So funny, I have shown this 20 seconds to people and we've had to watch it over and over and over and over again because it's so funny. You can't, you just, you can't, you lose your breath. It's so funny. Um, But he finds this redemptive story. So I watched Derek, and I I didn't know anything about Derek. And I started watching, I watched about two episodes, and with an exception of one character, which I cannot figure out why he's in this, this one character is an alcoholic, and he's a homeless guy, and he just talks about sex. And he is, he's horrible the way he talks about it. I mean, I really, I despise, I've never despised a character before in a show. I despise this character um because I just think he does I don't understand how he fits yet um, however, this show is about Ricky Gervais plays a fifty year old uh mentally handicapped guy probably has the intelligence of maybe the i q of sixty seventy. He plays him really well. And when I first saw this, I thought, you are not going there, are you, You're not going to make fun. No, no, no. He does the exact opposite. Through this show, he works at, a, he works at an old folks home, a retirement home. And uh, he loves everybody, like loves everybody. And he is so good and so kind, even around people who aren't. It is the most uplifting show I have seen in a long time, except for the guy. You're, I warn you, there's one guy, he's an alcoholic friend. You're going to have to, you just have to be quick on the, you know, because it's like, why is this in here? Um, everything else is pure and sweet and simple and Maybe that guy is helping bring out what the rest of the world is pushing because nobody likes him except the Ricky Gervais character because he loves everybody. Um, and it is, it's is—it's so uplifting, so uplifting. I urge you, if you're looking for something, warning. I'm that always looking guy. for something. This is, this Isn't is, everybody always looking for something on Netflix? Yeah.
3: The next new big thing that you can binge on?
0: So good. It's so good. And I just, I haven't, Tanya and I watched three episodes last night and I, I said to her, when was the last time we watched something on television that made us feel this good? It's just, Mm. it's so uplifting and it's so, it's true. It's just true.
3: Is it a Netflix original?
0: I'm not sure. I don't think so. I'm not sure. Um, How long are the episodes here? The episodes are, uh, let me look here episodes are i don't know about 25 minutes or yeah 24 minutes so maybe it's that a sounds like show. it's a maybe a network show yeah maybe from a from With commercials in it. or something yeah um but huh. it's 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 really truly brilliant
3: is there one season or is it more Three. Oh. Three. and that does do you know if it ends I don't know. I hate the ones that just leave you hanging, yeah, and then it's like, I have no idea. okay, we never That's did another like his, thing.
0: his other one was uh, was <laughs> um, Afterlife, and that I think was made just to be one season. Mm. You know, it wraps everything up in in one season.
3: Apparently, this was from Channel Four in London, so it was on. It was on TV, just British TV. Yeah, so.
0: it's really, it's really brilliant. It's really brilliant, unlike anything you've seen on. Uh, American TV, especially now, isn't it amazing how far the BBC has come? You remember how bad their shows used oh to be? Oh my gosh, was it was Benny Hill.
3: Yeah, it was that British kind of TV. Nonsense. Is now is
0: much better. It's really good, much better. By the as way, as a rule, have you watched any German TV? No, no, no. Okay. All, right. All right, why yeah, I, should should I? I somebody told. Me, in fact, it was Dave Rubin. When I was out with Dave Rubin, he said, "Are you watching Dark?" And I'm like, "No." And he said, "It is. It's a. It's a freaky. It's a great show." And I said, "What's it about?" And he said, "I'm gonna say time travel, but that does it such a disservice." And uh, and I was like, "Okay, a time travel thing." And I'm kind of into time travel, but I like them. I know what to expect from time travel shows. Mm -hmm. This is not a time travel show. This is like totally reinvents that whole concept of this is there is no beginning, there is no end, and they go. They go... All of the characters in it are, like, time travelers, but none of them know that they're all playing a role. I I haven't even figured it out. I'm in the beginning of the second season, and I haven't even really figured it out yet. Mm. It is fascinating. It is... And there's something about... You know, if you want to do spooky stuff, you really have to leave it to the Germans. (laughs) Because the Germans just have a way of... Of phrasing things or making pictures of things and you're like, Yeah, yeah, that's scary. <laughs> yeah, that's scary. They they know what they know how to scare people. Is it in German? It's in German. You ah! can, no, no, no. no you, you, can, you can switch it over to English.
3: Oh, you can. You can. But yeah. then their lips don't match the words.
0: Yeah, that's kinda hard. I that's watched d- the overdubbed. first... I watched the
3: overdubbed though is better than better than reading it.
0: I yeah. I watched I, the I first like three captions. in closed caption and it was better because least the lip, lips were saying, and <laughs> yeah. you could hear the, you know, because sometimes it's like, what do you mean? And their lips are still moving, and you're like, okay, stop it. <laughs> I hate that. Um, but it's it's so worth it. It's so worth it. I think somebody should make mm. this. Have it one more? Could I give you one more? Yeah. Have you watched W1A? No, I've never even heard of it. Why W-1-A. someone doesn't make W-1-A, W1A is beyond me it is one of the funniest in fact i think it is the funniest comedy uh on television and it may only it may only appeal to people like us that are are so sick and tired of the double talk the double speak the insanity of the media i don't know how they made this show um but they just started a third season of it and it is brilliant it is hmm. uh it's It's about the BBC and the inner workings of the BBC. How they made it for the BBC is <laughs> beyond me because it does not treat the BBC well. It just makes the BBC look like a bunch of bumbling fools and i have I've actually <laughs> pitched this particular show uh to uh, uh, production houses in Hollywood saying, Make this about CNN or MSNBC. Make this about the news. Mm. It's hysterical. And it's all about how political correctness plays a role. The The latest thing is uh, uh, they have a guy on, like, Sports Night, and he's a really bad sportscaster. Really bad. Like, hey, uh, I know you've been watching this team on stuff. Yeah, they just haven't been able to play. <laughs> Yeah, well, do you have anything else? Nope, not really. I mean, it's, he's a bad sportscaster, but he's a tra- he's a transvestite or a uh, transsexual. Not transsexual, he just oh. cross-dresses. He's a oh, cross-dresser. Okay? Dresser, yeah. okay? I, I, so he's on the sports channel as a cross-dresser, but they can't fire him because he's a cross-dresser. <laughs> but they want to fire him not because of a cross-dressing, but because he's Great. horrible. It's that kind of scenario over and over and over again that just shows mm. the insanity of the news media and what's really happening.
3: Yeah, you wouldn't expect that. Uh, no. Is it a Netflix
0: no. original? No, it's a BBC original.
3: But it's on Netflix.
0: Yeah, and okay. it's uh, it's narrated by... Um, who's the guy who played Doctor Who? Um, David Tennant. Oh. It's narrated by David Tennant. It has Hugh what's his name the guy was uh he plays the father in um uh not upstairs downstairs what's that other movie that's uh just came out um it's about the big english house and all of oh this downton, abbey. downton abbey yeah yeah he's in it. it's got an amazing amazing cast really have you gone
3: to downton abbey speaking I did. of which i did because i know you were kind of a fan right Yeah. at one point at least i
0: am i am a fan i really like it
3: you did did you like the movie i was did it good I you did. did?
0: Yeah. Somebody asked me last night, can you go see it if you didn't watch the show? And I'm like, I have no idea. I watched the show. Were
3: you the only person who identifies as a man in the theater?
0: No, there were lots of men. There were <laughs> lots of men. there? I don't there know really? how many of them were there, you know, of their own <laughs> volition. But there were lots of men there huh. that care about their wife. Huh. Yeah. It's actually a really... I I find it interesting because of the history of it. Yeah. It really details how... How the English society just fell apart. Was this,
3: did they take it from the end on, or was this some other part of Yeah, the... they
0: took it from the end on. Okay. So I, I thought it was really good. Also saw, uh, Ad Astra. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, I really want to see that. What your. That looks good. What do you think that feels like? Mm. What kind of a space show would you put that up next to? Uh, the one that, uh,
3: Uh, the one that Matt, was it Matt Damon?
0: No, uh, Matthew Uh, Matthew uh, McConaughey.
3: McConaughey. Yeah, the one that he did. Uh, what was that called? Interstellar. Yes. Uh,
0: It looks to me like an interstellar
3: type. And why? And why do I think it's that? Why do you think that?
0: What part of interstellar do you think it's like that? Um, uh, just the general uh,
3: previews that I've seen in the vibe, yeah.
0: So that was much more action compared to this this? Yeah. You're kidding! No, this is like a huh. this is like a very thinking man's movie. Uh, really? Yeah, I brought the kids. You don't get to it that from the, the preview at all. No, you don't get that at all. Um, my son, my daughter fell asleep, but uh, that's normal for her in movies. My son, fifteen, actually really liked it. Tanya liked it. I liked it. But it's not one of those that you walk out going, "Whoa, that was fun." Uh, it's it's a thinking man's kind of movie, hmm. and so it's a, kind of like Space. Uh, what is it? Space Odyssey. Two thousand one. Uh, Two thousand one. Mm-hmm. It's a little like that one where there's a lot of time when you're like, hmm. <laughs> So you get you're, time for contemplation. Yeah, that's great. There, it was yeah. uh, Down Abbey was faster moving than that, but not in a bad way. Not in a bad way. You just have to that's go just in, going what, what I
3: would expect. Hmm. hmm.
0: One of the feelings that accompanies constant pain really is loneliness. There's a time when you just feel totally alone that nobody can understand and everybody is sick of hearing it. And your life is changed by pain and you are isolated more and more, most times by your own doing. Whether it's the extreme cases of people who can just barely walk, those who feel the accumulated pain of decades of manual labor, or the minor cases where it's just hard to play a round of golf or get down on the floor and play with the kids. Relief Factor is here, and it may be able to help. It's 100% drug-free, invented by doctors, and 70% of the people who try it keep on buying it because they get their life back. Join me, get your life back, with Relief Factor and their three-week quick start, only $19.95. If you want a drug-free, natural way to ease your pain and get your life back, go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com.
2: You're listening to Glenn Beck. (laughs)
0: Uh, okay uh well welcome to the program uh donald trump made a statement at the u.n uh and some people may have some you know a a hard time figuring it out uh i don't think it's that difficult but the press will probably run with this and go see what what do we say
3: Yeah, what he said was, he was speaking about all the impeachment talk, and he said, I think it's ridiculous. It's a witch hunt. That call was perfect. Couldn't have been any nicer. There was no pressure put on them whatsoever, but there was pressure put on with respect to Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh,
0: Okay. All right. Uh, All right. So let me translate. I -hmm. think. Okay. I think. I think what Donald Trump there is saying is... Look, on my phone call, there was no pressure. I didn't put any pressure on them. I may have even talked to about Joe Biden, but I did not say you're not going to get the money. However, when Joe Biden was in Ukraine and he wanted somebody fired, he said, I'm not giving you the $1.8 billion until you fire him and you have until I get on the plane. The minute I get on the plane, you've lost the money. I think that's what he was saying. <laughs> okay. Okay. Maybe,
3: maybe, but okay. So the pressure, he pressured them about the pressure that Joe he's Biden saying, put on he's them. Saying, he's look, saying, look, I Biden didn't do put pressure on you.
0: I didn't, because remember he is, his thing is, what are you talking to me about? Talk to him. Yeah. Look what he's done. <laughs> yes. Okay. So what, that's what he's doing. He's saying there was no pressure. This call went fine. But if you want to find pressure, there is pressure where <laughs> Joe Biden was concerned. Yes. It's just poorly yes. phrased. Right. Uh, and if you're I can I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. And if you the, the problem is nobody wants to give the other side the benefit of the doubt. The right. press does not want to give Donald Trump the benefit of the doubt. So they will twist all of it.
2: You're listening to Glenn Beck.